1: G'day guys, just got a short clip I'm going to play for you. I was lucky enough to go on the weekly Rubdown podcast last night with Natty and Wooker. In my opinion, the best Supercoach draft content in the game. They're doing unreal things on Instagram, Twitter. They've got the podcast as well, so make sure you go and have a listen to it. This is about a 15-20 minute clip out of about an hour and a half episode, and that's only part one. They'll have part two dropping tomorrow, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Go and have a listen to the Rubdown, boys. If you love my draft content, I highly advise you get around the Rubdown, guys. They really specialize in this sort of stuff. In this clip, I think we talk about Jerome Luai and him moving forward. We talk about the Melbourne Storm fullback conundrum, and we talk about Curtis Sirnan as well, walking back into this manly side. Is he going to have a spot or not? We take a deep dive into all these things. I'll kick it off now. Make sure you go and have a listen to the Weekly Rubdown. They're doing great things in the content game. Down the blind, Andrew Johnson,
2: Inside let's get into uh, SJ the Pierce we're talking about some injuries here now we've talked about Pierce being a really good option at halfback for the run home Knights have a fantastic run they have the best run and Pierce has the best run for halfbacks, but also has the best run for right halves specifically. So we've been sucking Pierce's dick right down to the chewy bit, chewing it, then swallowing it. We've talked about <laughs> it so much at fucking nauseam, and now he's got this fucking hamstring injury. So what do you do with him? What do you do with SJ? Obviously, at very best, SJ is going to be back in four weeks, but we know what he's like. You know, he's not going to be his best when he comes back. What are you doing with him? What's your thoughts, Guru?
1: Yeah, mate, SJ—he's a really interesting one. I actually thought against Canterbury, he looked like he was going to have his best game so far this year, and then was hampered in that one. He scores was, 130 on. in that game. Yeah, it was on. I mean, the the sort of footballer he is, and like I, I know I spoke about this this last year when he got injured. Like, it's so far from like there's obviously no ideal injury, but fuck, if I had to pick one, I didn't want him to have. It's a hamstring injury for Sean Johnson. Um, yep. it is a good run home, but I mean, I mean, ha- how many weeks is he out for? what what, what are we looking at?
2: It's at at best, at very best, he'll be back in four weeks.
1: Okay, so let's say he comes back in four weeks. What? Well, that's round twenty four. I mean, yeah, he play, plays the Broncos there, but then he plays the Melbourne Storm. I mean, yeah. I, I,
3: like I mean an, but he's probably playing the B team of yeah, the Storm. Which yeah, is no, that's a fair share.
1: Yeah. it's an interesting one. I yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like Brisbane. Are only getting better and better as we go on too. The, this is what makes it so interesting in the back end. I think a lot of your stats, a lot of your data, sort of goes out the window because Brisbane, yeah, Canterbury, the Canberra, yeah. like all, all these teams, mm. are completely different sides now.
3: Yeah, yeah. we try. We try to um, make sure that we're just using the form guide. So last yep. six games. Because yeah, you look at the difference between the last like the last six games versus the overall. It's massively different. It's almost almost
2: out of
1: yeah. And it's Canterbury Bulldogs season here they come. They're irrelevant. Is, There's no pressure on them. They're
2: starting to play now. What, it, what now? This is my biggest tip for this time of the year. Do not fucking bet on any Bulldogs game. Yeah. From now until the end of the season, because they they are the multi ruiners. And
3: ne- never never bet on the Dragons ever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just a rule. But yeah, this,
1: this every year, this is Canterbury Super Bowl this last six mm-hmm. weeks. It is ridiculous. This is why, and we'll talk about it later in our draft teams. Like, I've held Jake Averillo all year, just waiting for this period as just my AE guy on my bench because I just think he could do anything on any given week because all these teams are going to take it easy against Canterbury. They're going to rest guys against them, and Canterbury there. They're essentially playing now to say to Gus Gould, hey, I want a jersey next year. I think this is massive. If there's any Canterbury guys on your waiver that have got any form of fucking potential at all, I think you need to be having a serious look at them.
2: Yeah. Titans are a $1.25 to beat the Dogs this weekend. That's ludicrous. Like, don't bet that. Don't bet that. That's wild. I'll be taking the points with Dogs, to be honest.
1: Mate, they, they've been a simbin away from winning their last two games, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's that, just that fraught danger. All right, next one. Lil Papi v. Hines. Now, I'm very invested in this at the moment <laughs> because I've just made a trade for Lil Papi. So I've got Lil Papi. Um Now, last weekend, uh, last weekend he played 33 minutes, got 10 points on the bench again. Uh, what do you think is going to happen here, Guru? Are we going to see Pappenhausen finally take that number one spot and then Hines maybe move to the bench as a 14 and roam through the middle or is Pappenhausen going to be that number 14 that roams through the middle what's your thoughts?
1: Uh, Mate it's hard to say timing wise what's going to happen here when it's going to happen I think eventually you will see Pappy starting in the one I just think he's got too many runs on the board he's going to be staying there long term but I think that Hines we obviously saw him come off the bench last year and I believe in the grand final he didn't even get off the pint he just got splinters the entire game If I was the Melbourne Storm, I would definitely be utilising both of them. I'd have Nico Hines on my bench, but I think I would be playing him for probably the last 50-odd minutes, and when I did bring him on, I I think I'd literally be splitting the field in half, and I'd I'd be trying to lay my sets on about the black dot, and I think I would have Pappy and Munster on the left, and I think I would have Hughes and, um, and Nico Hines out on the right, and I just think I would play that sort of structure on both sides. I think Hines plays his best footy coming out to the right. I think Pappy plays his best out to the left, and then when you do just flood the middle, all of a sudden you've got these four superstars, these two fullbacks and these two 5'8s that can, that can just charge through the middle with Harry Grant. I, I I think it's it's going to be a serious problem for a lot of teams. And there's going to... When, when teams are doing their form and their video every week against Melbourne, I think you're going to have to literally study two teams, their left side team and their right side team. It's got like NFL, like offense and defense sort of vibes to me. I, I reckon it's going to be an unreal little combo. Mate, give
2: one of them the the Tommy Turbo license to roam at yep. least have your fullback then give one of them I don't care who it is maybe let's just say it's Pavanhausen just get him on there and just tell him go wherever you want be wherever you want just pop up at the right times when the teams need you be there for the offload be there for the line break be there for the little chip kick and you just won't be able to defend it
1: um, as far as anyone that owns either of them goes I honestly don't know what to tell you or what's going to possibly help them. I don't think anyone knows how this is going to play out, how it's going to affect Supercoach scores. I think it's just going to be game by game the chances of the opportunities that appear around either one of those two fellows. I reckon it's near impossible to predict how it's actually going to play out.
2: If you're uh, a gambling man, fucking target the, little, the the Pappenhausen owner yep. and get him, get him now if you're a gambling man. That's why I have him now.
3: I think, I think both will play big, a lot bigger minutes and um, than Pappy did last week. I think, yeah, he'll be playing the majority. If he is, isn't is playing the full 80 minutes, he'll be playing at least the majority, like 60-odd. Um, yeah, I, I think if you're a Hines owner, it's obviously panic stations because he's going to have less and less opportunities on the field. But, mate, he's an absolute class above this season. I It'd think... be a
2: different story if Hines wasn't going to the Sharks next year. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely, that's, that's the key here. Yeah. He's moving on, um, so the Storm obviously want to play with their te- the team that they're going to be having next year. Obviously, they're going to utilise Nico Hines where they can to win them games, and obviously utilise him to win the big the big one. But um, I think, yeah, the the main focus is going to be on Pappenhausen.
1: It's crazy to think that at the back end of this season, at some point, the Melbourne Storm, in my opinion, I think they're going to have four of the best. What eight? Fullbacks in the game on the field at the same time—it is unbelievable.
2: It's yeah. just this same fucking story every year, isn't it? And, yeah. t- and two of the best hookers. Just the system they've got, if not down, the there, the they've got down there. The two best hookers. Yeah. Just fucking wild. Yeah. Seriously, give someone else a go, which is yeah. crazy. It, it, it's it is so impressive. Not only. Not only the team they have this year, but you look back throughout the last decade, what they've been able to do, the players that they've brought through, uh, the not only you know the players that they've brought up, but the players they've bought and then turned around as well. Like it's just a testament to to bellyache and the system they have down there. It's just it's superb. It really is. And
1: I mean, when you look around the league at guys they've let go, I mean, for me, when I watch the Cowboys every single week, it comes down to how Scott Drinkwater plays. If he's the best on the field, the Cowboys will win week in, week out. This is another guy that the Melbourne Storm let go. And next year, in my opinion, the Sharks are going to be exactly the same. It's going to come down to Nico Hines' performance. Like, it's crazy to think Mm. that uh, that they've just got so much control over so many teams and the amount of coaches that have come through under Craig Bellamy that are now in first grade as well. It's unbelievable.
2: Mate, it's it's the players that Storm reject that make Storm the best. Yeah. It's yeah. a convey
3: convey belt for success this time.
2: It's just looking oh, it crazy, does. crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, Cleary and Luai. Luai is a bag of shit at the moment. I've never been a real big fan of Luai. I just feel like he's never been able to stand up and be that significant player on his own. We can you work know, out. He'll have. He'll can...
3: have his, his. like shining game. Well, don't get me wrong. Like go, when the when
2: large. the games when the game script is working for him. And he's he's playing off that confidence, and they're all doing the handshakes, and they're doing the fucking Super Saiyan bullshit and all that. It's all working in his favour. He's killing it. it. Looks good. He's smashing it. But when he's up against it, or the team's leaning on him and looking for him to make the plays, he just doesn't have it right now. Um, and as far as Super Coach go- goes, like I mean, what's his average at the moment? Thirty something. It's it's, and Panthers don't really have a great run nor does he for the for the left half 58 position so if you're a Luai owner I'd be worried and I personally I'd be looking at the waivers of free agents or trades just to get a streaming option get someone else in there off the top of my head Albert Kelly would be in a lot of waivers Broncos have a pretty soft run you could stream Luai and Albert Kelly in your 58 position depending on matchups because I just don't have any I don't just don't have any confidence in Luai to play like he's been playing at the start of the season and even
3: and even in the few games that he's he's played in without um, Cleary, he hasn't really stood up to be that um, and taken the game by the scruff of the neck. So, look, yeah, I, I'd be streaming him if you've got if you've got the option.
2: Yeah, what's your thoughts thoughts, Gary? Because Wigan and I have talked about this. There's this narrow little margin for Luai to play well, and it's you don't want he doesn't want Cleary to play too well. And he, and he needs Cleary in the side. It's this narrow margin for Luai to actually play well. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, in saying that, like, I have a look through his scores so far this year, and, I mean, he's averaging 60 points this year. In his last six games, his highest score has been 41. Um, he's gone under 30 in four of those games. So when you consider the high-end potential that you do have with this bloke, if the Penrith Panthers do get Isaiah Yo, they get Nathan Cleary back, they start to get the band back together... You know, over the next two or three weeks, to be honest with you, I'd be look, like if you're sitting sort of at the top of the ladder and you've you've got some guys that you could get some trade bait out of, mate. I would consider going to the guy that has Jerome Luai and say, hey, you got the Melbourne Storm this week, you got the Roosters the next week. They're both going to fist the Penrith Panthers. Let me take Luai off your hands. And by that point, Nathan Cleary could return, and all of a sudden, in the next three weeks, you've got the Dragons. The West Tigers, the Parramatta Eels, I, I don't mind him as a play to go and grab. If you've if you've got a really deep squad, I reckon he could be a fantastic little cherry on top, to be honest with you.
2: Well, you're not going to get him any cheaper than what you would get him now. So if you oh, want him sure. and, yep. and you're keen on him, you get him now.
1: Because mate, like, once Cleary returns, they, they are a different football team. I mean, I don't think we, we can argue that, can we? I mean, I look at the first 10 weeks. I mean, his lowest score was 46. That's higher than his highest score in the last six weeks since... Origin hit and Cleary and everything. I reckon there is some gold to be found here in Jerome Law. Well,
2: Jesus, the Panthers are nothing without Cleary.
3: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on slash people today. And I mean, yeah. my, my, my and then realistically, you don't to worry
2: about whether Cleary's
3: yeah. actually going to play in the last round as well. There's nothing to play for in the last game. Yeah. Are they going to risk him with his shoulder?
2: He, he will not play. If Panthers have locked down the two spot, Cleary will not play. Would he? It didn't. I, I, I think we said that last year, didn't we? He played last year, and that
3: that was a bit of a surprise because they yeah, were cruising. I, mate, I, I made reckon
1: it. that they're a young bunch of kids. They're confident. I reckon that Ivan Cleary has seen. Hey, when we like separate these guys, we send guys off to Origin. They don't play this week. It can sort of fuck up their system a little bit. I think that. Ivan Cleary will be thinking. I've got a young group of guys here who, if they want to play footy, I'm going to let them play. That, that's how I see it unfolding. Mm. But you know, it's he a risk at the end of the day with every team.
2: Year. So he wasn't he wasn't this injured last year though. Like when when we we're talking about this to Brian, he was like, "There's no benefit from him playing that game if they've got n- nothing to win. It's it's just going to be more pain and anguish for him if he plays with that shoulder injury." So I mean, if you've that,
3: got if you've got your side humming to a point, you don't want to. You don't want to upset the apple cart.
2: No, yeah, you you do want you do want to keep cruising.
3: Mm.
2: Fuck, it's just such it's a, it's a point an interesting. It's,
3: it? it's an interesting one because that that'll either make or break a person's season in the in the final, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, but that's yeah. what I'm saying. If you're one of the people at the top, and it wouldn't be a make or break for you, <laughs> I reckon it's a worthwhile gamble to be honest with you. He's got mm. one of the best edges outside. I mean, Kickout and Matty Burton. I mean. If they are doing well and they are playing, it could be anything. And, like, I'm not saying trade away your whole season to take this gamble, but if you're at the top and you're sitting pretty and you can give some value somewhere else, I reckon it's worth a pun. I had him last year, and, I mean, just every, every time you just see the the play the ball go out to the right side for the Penrith Panthers and they swing back, you just go, gun, here comes 35 points every fucking time. It's unreal.
2: Well, yeah, you'd be hoping that he turns his season around because it's fucking not look good, looking good at the moment. We traded, Lu- we traded Mad Dog for Luai in one of our leagues at one point. And seriously, that was when Luai was humming. Yeah. And the week after, he went 30, 40, 30, 20, 18, whatever. You know, just went to shit. So actually, it's our fault. We it's yeah, our fault. We,
3: we, we literally <laughs> turned him to shit.
2: Yeah. Fuck. Like He was,
3: he was literally average. Penny just grading. dropped.
2: Yeah. Shit. That was us. We did it. Fuck our bad. <laughs> Um, what about this one, Walker? Isn't this this is the biggest cunt move? So Ciro and Olikawatu. So I'll just set you up here, guru, for what's happening. So (laughs) Walker and I have been like as we say, sucking Ciro's dick all the way down to the Chewy Center. We've been all over him. We had him in every league. Round one, he gets injured, and we've just been telling people, hold on to him. Hold on to him. He's coming back soon. He's coming back soon. Hold on to him. Wait till he comes back. He's going to have that right edge for Manly Humming. DC he loves to use him. He's got a nice offload. Very super coach friendly. Hold on to him. Then we got to a point where we're like, okay, we're worried about Ciro. We're worried about Ciro. We're officially pick, worried. Pick, pick up Ola <laughs> Handcuff him with Ciro. He, it's okay. You've got both of them. Then we went fuck off zero he's never coming back olakwatu's too good olakwatu your man get Olakawatu now zero's in the bench now we're officially worried about Olakawatu. it's been a <laughs> roller coaster of a season <laughs> it's oh, been a roller what, coaster of a, what an season absolute print of a season for this right edge back roller spot for manly i mean i mean it's obviously they're going to ease back zero and to be honest no, I mean, I love Ola when He's been playing well. But if Siro's fit, I think he takes that right edge spot. What do you think?
1: Uh, I picked him up off the waiver wire three weeks ago, uh, thinking, oh, here we go, Siro will come back over the next few weeks. And I know this kid's been performing well on that edge. And then I, I just happen to be able to sit down because I've been in lockdown and whatnot and watch Manly closely over, over the last few weeks. Boys, I don't think Siro gets his spot back. I really don't. I think they're going to the him. his form. My I don't think on anything. I, I I think this kid is offering more than what Ciro does at his best. To be honest with you, he is I agree. barnstorming. I, I I don't think. I, I think you'll see Ciro come on as a middle. He's got some decent hands as well. I I think he'll play through the center third. I just oh, I don't Fuck think. I hope you're right. I, 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 at the start of the season, if you said to me who's going to take Ciro's spot, I would have said no one on either edge. Not a hope in hell. He's my third choice, mate. I think fucking Carl Lawton has shown an absolute heap when he's played in the back row as yeah. well. Um, I, I, I think he's my third choice back rower in this team, Ciro. And if you said to me he's my fourth choice, I'd go, yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't push back on that. He is. He's fallen down the pecking order incredibly quickly over there at Manly for me.
2: Yeah, well, especially look, when you
3: consider the two the two options at the start of the season that we were talking about, because or whatever his name is, and um, what was his Baby. Name? Gossiaski or whatever his name was.
2: Oh, that's close enough. We'll run with that. Uh, what, what, what was his name then? I, don't, I know, don't know.
3: The guy with his stupid hair.
1: I can't say it, but I'm smart enough not to try, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's why I love Wookery He always gives it a go. I'll give it a crack. <laughs> nah. I, I'm Look, I hope you're right, um, Guru. Seriously, because... I love everything about Ola Kawah too. We've seen how good he is in the air as well. Like he's a kicking target now, yep. nice little life offload. And it's almost like, and we said this, I think, last podcast, Booker, the penny's dropped. He's gone, hang on a second. I'm a big cunt. If I run hard and I'm close to the line, no one can stop me. And it's no, it's try time, baby. Every time he runs the ball when it's five minutes out. So, I really hope he keeps his spot and he plays 80 minutes because he's an absolute gun and Manly have a sexy run into the finals. So fingers crossed. But, geez, it's been a rollercoaster. I mean, because if if this week, if Ciro comes on and spells Oluquatu, we're going to have to come up with another plan here, Wookum.